welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. I am Light, the Light Finger Thief. So, what is our discussion about today? So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, styles of play within game and the overall tone of a game in regards to how serious are we in the game or are we being more lighthearted and humorous? Because um, I think, you know, every game we play has a different slightly tone and setting and then the players can also adapt to it. But I wanted to talk a little about, you know, serious gameplay versus, you know, more humorous or lighthearted gameplay. I'm going to be 100% honest. I think that 90% of the games that I run kind of verge into the um, Kilgore Trout Douglas Adams realm. <laughs> There's definitely some sort of humor. In fact, I started realizing that I often plan games with punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for our gaming group, I would say that we lean towards a little bit more of the lighthearted and humorous style of gameplay in the sense that um, as players, you know, m myself, you know, I will try to do things to push to action and do oddball, funny things in game. Yeah. I I've always just like, when I sit down to play, I've played some very serious grimdark games in my lifetime. I've played some vampire and I've played other people's very like ideas of games that are going to be dark and gritty off of some sort of media that they're into that has been modeled after like films or something or books. But when I sit down at a group to play, despite what I enjoy consuming as a media, I find that just the like playing a role playing game itself is a has certain social dynamics. And part of it is getting together with people to have fun. So even when I do get into the grim dark or the horror elements and stuff like that, I kind of like to have fun with it still because we're getting together to have fun in my mindset, you know? Yeah. I would agree. I mean, you know, even within, like, say, a Call of Cthulhu game, which is very dark and grim and serious, and you can go insane. I still play a little bit, you know, goofy and fun. <laughs> yeah, and I don't always play goofy when I'm playing. It's just it's going to depend on the game, the tone of the game. There's definitely, games have, have been much more serious. Um, if I'm sitting at a table for hours and it's so dark and grim and serious, I have definitely had game sessions like that. Or when you're done, it's a little exhausting at times. And you're right. kind of like, oh, that was a lot. That was heavy stuff. That was rough. And I've ran games like that. And in like I've left it. I, I remember one night I ran a game session that was just grim, dark, terrible, horrible all the way through. And I guess it was ran well. People tended to enjoy the game where the story went. But at the end of the day, it wasn't the same as like last night when we played our riffs game. I feel like everybody left smiling and laughing and right. uh, that's the kind of game I want to leave like that. Not like down, like, Oh, that was so somber. I just, right. I'm trying to enjoy my time. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with you. So that's why, you know, the games that we've run and we played it tends to a little bit be more, um, like you said, lighthearted, not necessarily straight humorous, I guess, depending on the, the actual events of the game, but not so grim and dark and serious that, uh, you walk out and you have like a cloud over your head and you're still thinking about stuff, right? <laughs> well, for, an, for example, when it comes to lightheartedness, we were with the characters in Rift's game had managed to get themselves on the Biden bus. The Biden <laughs> bus was a, 
an underground rail system that was built in the 21st century after the passing of the what's that act they're passing oh, now? The, the, the infrastructure act. The infrastructure <laughs> act. And, and when you walk onto the Biden bus, it, it spritzes you a sanitizer and it hands out a mask and it has an air ventilation system to keep the bus clean. <laughs> Let's what, go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> when you got onto that bus, the Biden bus, it was um that's what we call it. And we all had fun with this saying it and laughing about it. So they, they got stuck on the bus with vampires traveling out of control as a subway system, essentially. And I didn't, at a point, they had no way to kill these vampires. And I was just like, if you come up with something creative, I'm probably going to go with it. So they thought to sh look for pipes that might have stagnant water in the ceilings of the subway. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? So the, what they ended up doing was using shooting holes in the pipe to get running water because vampires are hurt by running water. They can't cross running water, correct? And that was what kept them safe in their subcar. And it was probably not the most realistic thing. It's probably not the gritty, like these things are coming, but it worked. It was fun. Everybody managed. And there were silly elements that everybody laughed about. It was what it was. And I, yeah, I like running something lighthearted, even if that means like the rules of reality. I would rather go with some cool stuff that the players came up with and be like, that's not very realistic. Now, sometimes things are like, yeah, that's probably not very realistic. But I, just like any kind of crazy action movie, I'm going to suspend disbelief a little bit so that the players can have <laughs> fun and be accomplished and enjoy what they've done that night. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> we use like, you know, hero points or fate points or resolve points to allow people to do some of these, you know, cartoon superheroic type of actions in game. I guess, you know, my thought process was more of, you know, what happens if you're in a gaming group and you have some people that are super serious, then you have some other people that are just, you know, very lighthearted and humorous and playing it in that style, you know, then what, right? Because you have two different styles of play within within that game, gaming group, and it might be frustrating for the two styles to be in the same session together. Well, I will say this. I have definitely played in mixed groups with mixed styles. I think the biggest element that helps is having a group that can function on a social level well more than anything people that can that can interact and enjoy each other's company and spending time together not just in the game and i think somewhere people tend to find some sort of balance in the game and, the, and and some of the players adjust and change and find new things in the game that they hadn't found that way if that makes sense yeah and i think that's a really good point because i think having a diversity of styles makes the game more interesting because I know, for example, in our Rapunzel Hook campaign, you know, we had different styles of players. You know, um, I think we had an episode where we talked about rescuing the uh, elven baby. I think it was earlier, yes. maybe, with uh, Sherry yeah. rescuing the elven baby, and it turned into a very good thing. If it was some of us, we'd be like, whatever, just throw the baby at the nearest village orphanage and just take off, right? But, <laughs> you know, having that you know, different viewpoint, I think, uh, added to the game and made it for an interesting <laughs> character element. Yeah, no doubt. I, that was, I had fun. I think I, I, in that campaign, I think I kind of like waffled and vacillated between serious and silly. And there were times where maybe it was a little, uh, there were some interesting, yeah, some interesting, my favorite encounter in that game, still the most legendary was the Minotaur's throne. <laughs> oh yeah, the Minotaur was, yeah. So that was uh, my brother's fancy dwarf character which my brother plays in a very humorous style. 
So his dwarf was a berserker dwarf, but became the fancy dwarf when he found some fancy pants. <laughs> there are some Rapunzel spoilers. <laughs> you can <laughs> you want to play Rapunzel. Bail, but yeah, he that was a fun time. He ended up sitting on this throne that was in an empty room. And do you want to you want to tell the story of how that went? <laughs> yeah, so um, the fancy dwarf had just made it through a chessboard tile room and um, gotten hurt and then powered up quite a bit. Then we discovered a room with an empty throne. Now, if you're a serious player, what would you do? You probably check for traps, do a detect magic, search around for hieroglyphics or you know carvings. But you know the fancy dwarf said whatever, shoves everybody out of the way in the party and then jumps and sits on the throne and uh yeah <laughs> and he's transformed immediately into the minotaur with a, a a insatiable urge to kill the rest of the party so we had we have two or three deaths that night in the party well was including three? The, yeah i think it was three including the fancy dwarf i think the, the fancy dwarf died as the minotaur and as the minotaur he ended up killing one or two party members we have a little private facebook group that we organize our game nights on and set up all our calendars and stuff and, and keep things together and i popped up in that thing i think it was the next day and and he had taken little lego minis that he had made of the characters and done a whole lego comic of the incident and posted it <laughs> online and i was so happy <laughs> to see this little comic with Lego characters acting out the game we had played the night before. I felt like a million bucks. I'm like, yes, that's great. I can't believe he did that comic yeah, of our game. It was pretty funny. And, you know, you know, everybody enjoyed the fancy dwarf. But again, you know, his style of play is to not be as cautious or serious. It's just to push and see what happens, right? It's like, we could search for traps. We could detect magic. We could do this, do that. It's like, oh, no, whatever. I'm just going to go shove my way through and just sit on the throne and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> he went for it he went and for it, it happened and it happened i mean there are different like genres as well when you're getting into different role-playing games i'm sure if you're going to be playing like cult divinity lost is super horror yeah that's a little bit more serious i'm yeah. sure there's some games like oh we're all in on this and everybody's wanting to play something that there's probably there's definitely times where a more serious tone will probably take be a better approach to a game I. I don't know how many serious role-playing games I could play consecutively. If that's all I was playing, I think gaming would be a little much for me. I yeah. think having lighthearted games and having fun in the game are very important elements to me when I'm running a game. And I feel that players, I have players return more often when it's a fun game as opposed to a grim dark game. That's just yeah. something I've noticed. I would agree. I mean, you know, I've played a lot of different genres of games and some of them I play a little bit more serious than others, but I try to interject some element of humor, you know, and fun into each of the games, you know, I played. Part of it too is just not the game itself, but the interaction of the players around the table when we're talking, cutting up between game, when it's time for a break or when we're eating. Now this has a large part to do with it too, is the dynamic there. And that yep. is going to influence how the game itself is played. Yeah, I mean, that's the social aspect of the game itself. Like you said, interact social interactions with the actual players around the table or virtual table. Yeah, like we can have something totally serious going on game and we can all be 
perceiving it, we can still be laughing and cutting up together and, and that not be the game itself, be a silly thing. The two things don't have to be exclusive. I no. think at the end of the day, the tone of the game, how it's played and what you're doing is the important part. Well, for example, you know, we're playing uh, All Flesh Must Be Eaten and we had a session earlier today and that's a survival game. So it's pretty serious, but, you know, I'm still playing it a little bit humorous because I'm playing like a luchador pro wrestler. We stumbled upon a convenience store. So most people's first instinct is to, you know, one, look for weapons and then two, look for food. I said I was going to go look for toilet paper and porno mags. I mean, that's what my character would do. <laughs> I went I went to go look for cigarettes. I found one one carton of Winston Reds. Uh, Winston Reds. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll have to do. It's the end of the world. I it's really the end of the world. Like, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm a camel guy. I, I, I do cam camel menthols. A camel wide menthols is my preferred cigarette. And I'm going to have to try to find those in, in another place. I have a feeling there won't be any left in the world of all flesh must be eaten. I'm going to be stuck with Winston as an eagles. <laughs> well, you know, people already grabbed all the Marlboros and the Campbell's right so what's left well we need a cup of coffee to go with that <laughs> yeah. but point being you know, you, you know I'm gonna do something what I think my character would do not necessarily what is most optimal for the game which is look for weapons and food <laughs> yeah and I mean in reality things like a carton of cigarettes is gonna be one of the first things some people get like me gonna be looking for oh sure time. yeah I'm going through the drive through down the street the pony keg does everybody know what the pony keg is in the world of wild wizard wizards? Is that a unique um, thing? To, uh, you pony know. kegs are unique to this area, and I think maybe Pennsylvania. They're not unique to everywhere. So you might need to explain I've, what a pony keg is. Or I've ran, to. I've ran across them in other states, like once or twice, but not me. I've lived a lot of places, but we have beer stops, drive-through alcohol places where you drive through to get your alcohol in the area. So you it's can drive through. Just, yeah, yeah, it's a drive-through that you can drive your car into this little barn or shack get your alcohol your smokes your porn your red bull i don't think they do the porn anymore i think that was the, that ended a couple of decades ago with the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? sorry i i'm old so <laughs> yeah but you definitely like 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 the things you'd get at a gas station like a pop right lots of beer and liquor cigarettes yep. your cbd delta eight those kinds of things <laughs> Well, I think we're about, I think we're going over time and going way off track going to the pony Sorry. keg. All <laughs> flesh must be eaten. I'd be going to the pony keg first because I can drive in. I got my way out and I'm looting all the cigarettes on my way out. <laughs> I don't care if it's Winston's. Drug full of them. Yep. That's all we have time for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share on Facebook or suppose that's about all we have time for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share on social media. Give us a positive review. WildLosingWizards.com is our blog. And keep those dice rolling. I do roll my dice very seriously. <laughs>